Get ready. It's the Fantasy Baseball Guys. Here's Greg Howe and Jason Balance. Welcome, welcome. We are the Fantasy Baseball Guys, and I am Greg. I am Jason. What's going on, guys? It's a uh, beautiful Tuesday afternoon, April 18th. Best day of the year. You know why? Why's that? Tax day. Taxes are due. Better have them done. Hopefully, uh, you've done had them in. Unlike so Jason. do you think, are CPAs excited that they're done? Is that is today like the day that they're excited about, or is it tomorrow? I honestly have no freaking clue. Yeah, you're not a CPA. I don't know Nor why any you would ask that, me that. What? I don't know why you would ask me that. I'm just curious. All I know is I got my money back you're already. Pin a rose on your nose. It's a good feeling, Harry. Harry. So, week three. Week, well, week two and a half. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, Anything I think, good? I think uh, before we get into it. I think uh, for all you Starling Marte uh, fantasy owners, you're having a rough day. Um, it looks like uh, came out today that Starling Marte will be suspended for the next 80 games, half a season, 80 full games due to PED use. Um, that's quite the blow. That dude for, produces in every for the Pirates. Way. For the Pirates, for yourself on your drafted him he was pretty high draft pick so 80 games my question to you is do you stash him or do you replace him 80 games 80 games depends on my roster that's yep depends on your roster it's a good point how many um dl spots do you have dl spots if you if you have two dl spots you might be able to get away with stashing them maybe maybe yeah that's still hard but um i i would almost think about selling him for a locate, like something, if a small piece. Someone would go out on that limb and do that? Yeah, that's not bad. And you also want to look at who was available to replace him. If you're, I mean, if you well, have nothing out there to replace him, then it might be worth holding on to him. But um, right now, there's some decent players out there. I mean, Matt Holliday's only owned in 60% of leagues. He's picking up for your Yankees, playing well. Yeah, phenomenal. Can't complain about what the Yankers are doing right now. Uh, Avisel Garcia owned in 52% of leagues. Not my favorite of guys, but... I would pick him up and trade him. Who, Garcia? In five seconds. Highest BABIP in the league. Yeah. 543. I think he's only owned in 52% because, I mean, it is Avisel Garcia. No one has really believed he's turned into Miguel Cabrera. Well, that's good. I mean, that means a lot of people are pretty knowledgeable. I mean, he's hit 447, but he only has, what, 51 at-bats? Right. Um... Corey Dickerson, Sinsu Chu, all guys that play um, the outfield that can take spots for for Marte out there. They're all under the 50% own own rate. Um, Brandon Phillips is actually someone um, who has really Take jumped up off. on the boards. Yeah, he's played well for Atlanta. He grew up in Atlanta. So a lot of guys are saying he's just he's enjoying playing in front of his friends, family, hometown. He's gotten off to an outstanding start. He's already got four steals this year, which nothing to write home about yet. But I mean, in his last, I believe I saw seventy games. He was in the in the 
um, dating back to last year in the teens of steals. So someone that's on the back end of his career still getting you steals is pretty nice addition. Plus, he he's only earning thirty percent of leagues. Thirty percent of leagues, and that kind of fills a void that Marte is going to be was bringing you steals, and you know the whole the whole nine yards. And Brandon Phillips right now is doing that. Um, I don't see him. He's not going to lose the opportunity with the Braves. No, he's going to play and. Um, He's hitting fifth in the lineup, and right now, I mean, the he's way just, he's just a solid player. Yeah, right now, way Freeman's the hitting the ball. I mean, he is batting behind Freddie, but um, if he can get up in front of him, that would be a huge boost to some of his uh, some of his stats. Brandon Phillips, decent pickup for Starlin Marte, but outside of that, that's really the main guys that I would look at. Maybe Michael Conforto owned in only thirty-seven percent of leagues. He's in 326, eight runs, one home run, six RBIs. That's good. That's not bad. Second-rated player um, as far as second baseman go right now. Who? Brandon Phillips? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that's pretty – Right. So, it, I mean, if you look at it, though, let's let's take a little deeper dive. So, they played the Mets. They played the Pirates. They played Miami, and they played San Diego. Which one of them teams, other than the Mets, would you say are a bona fide playoff team? They're going to get into a little better of a schedule. Well, I mean, you said the. Uh, he had a good. He Pirates. had a really good series against Mar- the Marlins. He had an excellent series against the Pirates, and the Pirates have been play, playing. Playing okay. Have decent pitching. So I mean, depends on who they threw out there. But if he had Saul Garrett, Cole however, or however the uh, the stadium at Atlanta, the new mm-hmm, yep. what's it called, Sunco. Sun- Sun Life? Some, no, that's uh, that's Miami. Yep. Um, Something like that. It doesn't matter. Sun Trust? It doesn't matter. It's a home run ballpark. Balls have been flying out there like no no tomorrow. Um, Which is a surprise to many, actually. Yeah, I mean. Uh, so the 35-year-old still has some some juice left in that, in that bat. You know? Sun Trust Park. Sorry. I, I, really, I really wanted to look that up. So. Excuse me. me. So outside of like, I mean, you're talking about Phillips, some people that I'm high on. Mm-hmm. So especially in the beginning of the year, one of the, as far as replacements go, one of the the strategies that I try to take is people that are either playing terrible or that just are off the radar completely. Mm-hmm. So if it were me, I'm looking at like guys like Pablo Sandoval. He's hitting. Terribly, but he also has three home runs in forty six RB and forty six plate appearances. So, are you saying Pablo is a possible? He's hitting one forty three roster placement for Marte, a tr- like a trade candidate. Okay, because I mean he's probably okay. drafted in your league. Okay. If not, I would definitely pick him up. Mm-hmm. Same goes with Jose Reyes. Same goes with Devin Travis. Same goes with Mikel Franco. So you're saying, like, along the lines, if you could trade a Mitch Hanniger, someone that's not proven but is playing well, very possible is going to decline as the season goes on, at least regress somewhat. But if you could trade Marte, someone that is a bona fide stud, for someone that if you can hope this guy sustains for the next few months in Hanniger, um, that could be a trade that um, could help you at least early on in the season. Sure. Um, definitely have to be careful. You don't want to trade for Mitch and then have him tank a week later, but you're not getting anything. Out so of you're Marte. trading for Mitch? 
Yeah, I'm saying you're trading a stud in Marte, who he knows out for 80 games, but you can look at some teams that maybe the guy that is in first, second, or third place has a guy on his bench that is not getting used, and this guy's thinking, okay, so in 80 games I can bring back Marte if I just let go of Mitch Hanniger or Avisel Garcia or someone along that line, Chris Davis now, and um, that first-place team is going to – bode well later in the season when Marte comes back, but if you're struggling now, let's let's get you back in contention now. I'm not a huge Hanniger fan or Hanniger fan. I'm not a big Hanniger fan. Even either. though I do like his consistency across the board with 12 hits. I mean, sorry, 12 runs, four home runs, right. 11 RBIs, and two stolen bases. Always he's good to have him stolen base. Power and speed, folks. I mean, he's been. If you super can get productive. power and speed, that's a rare combination to find, especially if you're hitting 291. Top ten in all. It ain't gonna happen war. all year long. I mean, but he's top. What do you say? Top ten in offensive WAR right now. I mean, that's that's nothing. You're a to, WAR guy. I do I'm like. Not, war. I'm not a I, WAR guy. I, I like it. I'm as an OPS overall. plus guy. I'm a Waba guy. I'm just. I'm not a WAR guy. I, I think I'm not. Call me crazy. WAR is like a a quick. Okay, that's a general idea of what this guy's doing. If I wanted to really look into it, I would look at the things you have mentioned, but. At a quick glance and comparing a few different players easily, war is for me a quick way. I mean, go look at Hanniger's striking out a twenty six percent clip. No, he's not. He's not. OPS is nine sixty four, which uh, I mean I like. He's but his BABIP's at a three fifty three. It's gonna come down. Um, no his doubt. fly ball to ground ball ratio is at a over a point five. He. He's in middle-of-the-road play. Right. He's running into the ball right now, and it's helping him for sure. But, like I was saying, if if he could just get your ball rolling, getting you moving up to standing, especially if you're in rotisserie leagues where these stats are all building Yeah, if you're playing season, in large leagues, then... Marte is just going to destroy you sitting for 80 games. Um, so that's just kind of some thoughts there. Um, some... Uh, Let's walk. I'm gonna go through a couple injuries. These guys, not um, not DL injuries, but they're things you want to keep on. Miguel Cabrera um, went down due to tightness in his back and could miss the next couple of days. Um, While you're on that, do yeah. you think he's starting to deplete? I, like I think he is. I think the mileage on him is slowly is creeping up. Um, I think he still is a premium hitter when fully healthy, but. His health, I think, is going to become more and more sporadic, yeah. So, mm. Miguel Cabrera down for the next few days. He doesn't strike me as a workout warrior in the offseason. No, he doesn't, but I don't I don't want to jump to any conclusions. I don't know what his workout regimen is in the offseason, but, yeah, he doesn't look like someone that's hitting the gym every day. You think yeah, he's, he's on the Pablo Sandoval workout diet? regime? No, probably not. Yeah. Um. Carlos Correa sat out Monday's game with some discomfort in his hand. Um, between Correa and Miguel, I think they both could use some time off. They're both slumping. Uh, Correa has one home run and three RBIs and zero steals in his first 12 games, which if you drafted him in the top of the second round, you're probably pretty upset probably with that. Probably maybe a first-round pick. Yep, late first round. For a possibly. lot of leagues, I bet you. Yep. Um, Polanco, so the Pirates are outfields getting hit hard today. Um, Polanco, um, let's see, he's missing his third straight game Monday with a groin strain. 
Uh, I was expected back today, Tuesday. We'll see how that goes later so on. So he'll tonight. be he's day to day. He'll right. be fine. These guys are all day to day, but some of these injuries you want to keep an eye on, like Matt Carpenter. He was hit on a ground ball on his finger. Oh, that was on national TV. Did you yep. see that? Yep. Um, that looked nasty. So the things he brings to your table, even losing him for a week sucks. I mean, you definitely want to keep an eye on these things. Um, so hopefully the swelling goes down on Matt Carpenter's hand. Now, these guys have actually hit the DL. So big news. Some big guys here. Josh Donaldson. Uh, pretty devastating to all you uh, D- Josh Donaldson owners. Um, has been dealing with a calf injury for a while now, they're saying. He's on the 10 del disabled list. He aggravated again this weekend, so that's not a good sign. Um, I'd like to see my my power hitters fully healthy, so ho- I expect to see him on the his full length DL stint, maybe even a little bit longer to make sure he's back. It's not like the Blue Jays are winning any games anyway. Yeah, they're not playing well. That's going to be a fire sale team, I, like yep. big time. You can probably – I can see Troy Tulowitzki playing his way out, although he's probably one of the only guys that's kind of hitting right now for them. Um, Zach Britton, probably the most sought-after closer in the draft. He is down with a forearm strain. That's scary stuff. Um, it is a – Darren O'Day it, will take a spot. Darren O'Day is one guy looking to take a spot, but the problem with this um, strain is he has it's in a spot that is – Usually, a indicator of uh, ulnar collateral ligament tear, which we know is Tommy John surgery. So, that would not be good for Zach Britton or the Orioles at all. That's a season ender. That's a season ender for sure. And man, if you have him, I know you you, you drafted him. Gonna have early. to explore other avenues. And I mean, with There's the rate that Buck Walter uses his bullpen, yeah. he's going to mix and match different guys. So right. That's a team that you should definitely keep an eye on. Like you said, Darren O'Day is possible at closing. Brad Bach, Brock. Boxberger? Nope. Just Brad Brock. B-R-A-C-H. Okay. I don't know how you want to pronounce his last name. but It looks like the, between those two, they're going to be uh, handling the ninth inning. But it also has some really impacts on some of the young guys like Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gossman. A lot of their games come down to the wire, and they rely on getting those wins with, you know, uh, Britain closing the game out. So, he could have some serious effect on some starters for the Orioles as well. Dylan Bundy's off the hot start too. Dylan Bundy, been a huge fan of Dylan Bundy for a while. One eight six ERA with a point nine eight WHIP. That's what they were calling for him a couple years ago. What's he? And he's finally minimum six innings each game. Yep. Yeah, I mean he's allowed four runs in the last three games, so yeah, that, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. So continue. Uh, Rich Hill. Another blister injury. That that's going to be a problem all year. I can already see it. He played, came back one game after a blister, and he's got blisters again. Like that's just yeah, it's going to be a recurring thing um, all year long. Stash him on your DL. That's really the only thing you can do. Hopefully they they come to some sort of a settlement with this blister issue. I don't really know how how to stop blisters, but that's not going to happen. They're going to need to figure something out, or he's going to have a long season. Um. Jake Odorizzi, nice little pitcher for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, he was placed on the 10-day disabled list with a hamstring injury that he aggravated over this past weekend. It's not clear who they're going to take the spot, but uh, Rosimo Ramirez looks like he's going to fall in the starting role for the the Rays. Not that uh, you want to run out and get a Rosimo, but he had a good year last he year. He did. I'm not saying he didn't. He's actually a decent pitcher. I'm s- 
I'm actually kind of surprised he's not in their starting rotation. But I don't know. I th- I think that's a go get. You think so? Well, mm-hmm. that would be someone I would keep an eye on. I mean, he surprised a lot, but he came out of the bullpen in Tampa last year, and he put up high strikeout numbers, low walks. I would be cautious in just picking him up, just because Odorizzi's not going to be out for very long. So just. But those are the kind of people that work their way into the rotation, yep. one or the other. Do you produce? Especially if you're in a deep league. Yeah, if you're in a deep AL only league, absolutely. This guy has got to be on your radar. Um, he should have probably already been if you're in a 14 team AL only league. But um, Sam Dyson, not that he was doing anything for the Texas Rangers anyway. He's 0 3 with a 27.0 ERA and a 4.38 whip. Um, that looks like uh, my little league numbers when I was pitching. Um, Matt Bush is the logical choice to resume the duties. He's been a hot uh, pickup on the waiver wire lately. Um, but also Jeremy Jeffries is also in contention to get that that uh, ninth inning call. So keep an eye on the Rangers if Matt Bush is taken, but Jeffries is there and you need a closer. Not doesn't hurt to pick up Jeffries and just see what he's going to produce for you or what opportunities he's going to be given. Mm-hmm. Um, They'll win a lot of games. I know I talked about Kendall Graveman last week. Good. No, no. Kendall Graveman last week I talked about as a big pickup, and he's down on the DL now. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great start, 2-0 record, 2.0 ERA, 1.0 whip. But, uh, yeah, he's found himself on the DL for now um, with the right shoulder strain. Um, the extent of the injury isn't quite known, but they don't think it's serious. Um, and some guys that are on the men, some guys that are – should be coming back to the lineups like Trey Turner. You should start to see him coming back maybe Wednesday, tomorrow. Matt Kemp got off to a good start, uh, suffering some some hamstring injury, which is common for him, but he is on his way back. Some good news out of Cleveland, Jason Kipnis. Looks like he uh, didn't break any bones when he when he got hit in his hand uh, re, uh, rehabbing. Sorry, he was rehabbing, got hit in the hand. And uh, they thought maybe he broke some bones. He didn't, so that's great news for Kipnis fans. He should be back, they're saying, next weekend. And Buster Posey will be um, activated after today will be a seventh day on the DL. He was on a seven-day DL for the concussion. He was hitting the head. So they look to see him hopefully back tomorrow. I know he's on our team, and we need him back. So that's just a quick little some pick other up of some injuries. Jay Haps on the DL, 10-day. Um, Trey Turner is getting ready to start his uh, yep. rehab yep, stint, he so he soon. should be back. Uh, Joe Ross is making his season debut also for um, the Nationals. What do you think of Joe Ross? You know, we both are pretty big Joe Ross fans. I know maybe you a little bit more than me, but as the NL East watchers. He's a young guy. He, I've seen him pitch several times, and – I usually come leaving impressed. I do like uh, Big Joe Ross. I think he will be a great, great. Not I think he's going to evolve and get a little better. I yep. mean, go look at Michael Pineda. He's been an up and down kind of guy. Same kind of thing. Hard thrower. Has the stuff. Doesn't really have the consistency. Right. That we're worried about his makeup. So he got off to a rough start. Gave up what eight hits, four earned in the loss to Tampa Bay last two starts. We're talking 14 and two-thirds innings, three total earned runs, 17 strikeouts, and two wins. 
I mean, I mean in general, the Yankees. He's a 28 year old. Yeah. I mean, and that's even to a higher level. You know what I mean? So, those those are kind of people take a little bit. It it is the big league. So, uh, Marcus Simeon's out for six weeks. Saw that. Yep. So, that's gonna hurt some folks. There's a lot of injuries this week. Yeah, a lot of injury. A lot of. John Gray's gonna miss a month. Yeah, John Gray. I mean, as well the Rockies been playing, losing John Gray's that's that's a big blow for them. He's been outstanding in the bullpen. Um, some guys that I would keep an eye on who I wouldn't pick them up yet, but this is Trevor Rosenthal. He's only owned in twenty percent of leagues. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, oh. Swung Hon Oh, I don't know how to say his name, but the closer for the Cardinals right now, we all Pitching know him. terrible. He's doing terrible. Um, he's got nine point six four ERA. Blah 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 blah. We know Rosenthal's track record with the Cardinals. You know, they want to give him an opportunity to show that he's back to his form. Um, according to some articles, he's actually added a fourth pitch to his arsenal, and out of the four outs he's gotten this year, they've all been on strikeouts. So. Look well, at that's a positive thought. Yeah, so yeah. look at Trevor. I mean, close saves are the premium. Everyone needs saves, and if Trevor can get back to even half of what he used to be for the Cardinals, even though they're not winning a lot of games right now, um, I think that will bode well for your team. I'm definitely keeping an eye out for him. Not picking him up yet, but if uh, any indications that he is going to become the closer, uh, I'm going to jump right on it. Buster Posey was just activated off the DL. Good. Starting that. tonight. Starting tonight. They actually they said he was they were gonna hold him out till tomorrow, but that's good news. Starting at DH. You never like to see uh concussions. They can just linger. But as far as closures go, you're hundred percent right as far as like um they're at a premium. Yeah. I mean some of the people Craig Kimball really bouncing back. Um have an excellent year. Neftali Perez or yep. Feliz brother, I'm yep. sorry. Yep. Rolvis still at the top of his game. Uh, Jim Johnson kind of went. I get Jim Johnson is a guy maybe not on your team uh, because he wasn't the primary closer last year, but he's gotten off to a good start a little bit. And uh, the Braves are they're going to play a lot of close games. They're they're probably not going to score that many runs. They've been playing much better of late. Yeah, I'd be surprised to see if they continue to keep it rolling. But I mean, you might as well strike while the iron's hot there. Yep, absolutely. Um, same thing goes for the Twinkies. I mean, go look at Brandon Kinsler. I guarantee you a lot of people don't have him on their radar as far as closers go. I would like to agree with that. So, that would be a person that I would keep tabs on as far as getting some saves in there. Um, uh, who, who else kind of strikes from a closer standpoint? Tyler Clippard. He's even got... Not, Mm. He may mix in a little bit. Yeah. There'll be a, there'll be a, closers are going to change as the year goes on a little bit. That's quite that, a bit actually. That's one position that you just got to constantly keep an eye on. Um, there's really no other way to do it other than I know there are lists that you can come out where people will rank: Is this closer in the hot seat? Is he solid where he's at? There's are places that you can see where closers may be getting the boot and moved back to an eighth inning role and they might be switching their setup man to the closer. So those are the things you need to really keep an eye on. Like Rosenthal, that's the situation going on there. Um, what 
What do you think of Irvin Santana? I mean, he's off to a phenomenal start. Will he keep it going? Or is that a sell-high kind of guy? That's a, For me, that's a sell-high. There's a couple of sell-high guys that I have um, that I think could benefit some teams. But, yeah, Irvin Santana, we saw him do, I, I want to say that a couple years ago, I want to say. was With the Angels? That, with the Angels, was that who it was? He, ha- he had a kind of like a breakout year almost for, to say, but he's decent. He's a, I mean, he's a middle of the road. He's off to a good start. He plays in a huge, huge ballpark. That helps. Um, So that, I mean, that does help him, but I, I don't see it continuing. Neither do I. The law of averages are going to come back. The dude makes a lot of money, though. You ever well, see they the all make a lot of money. Makes? Go look at baseball contracts in general. No. They all make a ton of money. That is one thing that they don't struggle with. So, go ahead. You were talking about people that are going to fall off the cliff. I was just going to bring up some, like, buy lows and sell high guys. Some We're getting into the I mean, as we, yeah, especially week. as we're in the early part of the season. Yeah. So, that's. It's the time you want to strike. Critical them. time there. Yep, absolutely. Um, I've been a big fan of this guy, Sean Mania for uh, Oakland. We talked about it last week. We love Oakland pitchers. They just seem to produce in all the categories that you're looking for. Um, Sean Mania has got dirty stuff. That's someone that I'm buying low on. Um, if you could even like like we were talking about Marte earlier, if you could trade a Marte for a Sean Mania because you need some pitching or or whatever the case may be, but yeah. Sean Mania is a good buy low and Lance McCullers is also a good buy low. And I'll tell you why. Because this year, he is lighting the strike zone up. His career average in 2015, which was his best year as a professional, he was about a 61% first ball strike pitcher. Last year, he went down to 57%. We all know his production was god-awful last year. 2017, he's almost two percentage points higher. He's at almost 63.5%. First pitch strikes, and that just bodes well for him. That's his style. He needs to get a hit of hitters. So Lance McCullers, 2015, was the starting pitcher for the AL. So I think uh, he's got the stuff. He's got the ability. If he can get back to getting ahead of hitters using that changeup, he could uh, be back to old Lance McCullers form. So a guy that I think is – um, a sell-high guy from a pitcher standpoint, probably not a worthy candidate, would be – or not like a – Buy low? Or no, sell-high, sorry. Buy low. I can go with buy low. Okay. So I would be looking at people like Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. I, did I say Lance McCullers started in the AL? I was literally thinking Dallas Keuchel. It's a good move. Well, Dallas Clayton would be a guy that I I would Dallas pinpoint there. Yep. Um the only thing that worries about me with Dallas Keuchel is his left on base percentage is still a hundred percent. Yeah. Well how many innings does he have? Does he no, he's just I mean he's pitching good is right. really what it comes down to, so his ground ball percentage no, is a little high. Never been a Dallas Keuchel huge fan. Really? No, I don't know why. I mean, I like I like his makeup and his ability to pitch. 
but as a ace, I don't see him as an ace, and I think that's how the the Astros view him, and I think that's kind of one of their issues. If they maybe bump him to a second, or Lance McCullers progressed to an ace, I know they have a few other guys who are young that have ace potential, but I, I, I see Dallas as more of a, a second, a number two guy, but... All right, some other some bu- other buy low candidates mm-hmm. would be um, Rick Porcello. It's a good one, my opinion. Struggling right now, but you know, AL he, Cy Young. I mean, he did win the Cy Young last year. Yep. He, his strikeouts are still up. Yep. His walks are a tad higher than they typically are, but he'll find the strike zone. Um, as the season progresses, as the weather warms up a little bit. Um, his home run over nine innings is decent. He's his left on base percentage is still like under sixty five percent, which is is extremely good. Right. And he gets a fair share of ground balls. It's a little below his averages. So, but I mean, he'll turn it around. He's a good Cy Young worthy pitcher. Uh, another guy would be Tanaka, especially with the lineup that the Yankees are playing with right now. Yeah, they all seem to be hitting. That's right. His strikeouts are up. His walks are over five per nine innings, and he has been a guy that tends to live in the strike zone. That worries me a little bit about injury. But um, his home runs over nine are still low. He's pitched two games at home, so that's a positive. His left on base percentage is under 65%. Still gives up the high ground ball ratio, the low home run to fly ball ratio. I see it kind of evening out for him a little bit. I like the comparison you had of uh – Aaron Judge, a young uh, Giancarlo. That's a good. Uh, not just because his physical stature. No, not just because his physical stature, but off of his ability, the dude Look smashes at his exit the velocity. baseball. Yeah, literally when he hits the ball, it's moving. I think it's like 115 miles an hour, like average. Yeah, he it's probably between 110, it. 120. I know he's the top five, top five exit velocity. He's top five in a lot of. Uh, sabermetric categories offensively. One of the worries that a lot of people have, I mean, it's very common with young players is he swings at balls. Right. He he doesn't have the greatest eye yet, but um, maybe that's just something that you develop as as a major leaguer. Um, one of the things that they were talking about with the Yankees because I put a lot of attention is um, Matt Holiday's been really helping out the young players on that team, as far as not only I. Whatever the, they call the cardinal way, it's kind of maybe mm-hmm. sounds stupid, yep. which I bet you it kind of is. It's just more of how you should c- present yourself as right. a professional player, yeah. you know, that makes millions of dollars and take your craft seriously and try to get better at it. But uh, they, they seem to be taking a liking to them, and it's helped them out as young players. I mean, when you see a fastball and you can smash it like he does, he probably doesn't worry about – Fallen behind 0-1 too much, but Aaron Judge, I just like that comparison. I heard you talk about it earlier, and uh, I thought that stuck well. Some uh, some sell high guys, some guys that are killing it right now. That you don't think are gonna make it. Hitters or pitchers? Either one. Um, some guys that you not gonna fall off the table, but let's let's sell them now and get some extra value at them that you just don't think they're truly worth. Someone like Eric Thames, first base outfielder of the Brewers. Come on. You know, I, I don't know. You're keeping him? 
Yeah. He has a 417 BABIP. I, I, his his I, home run to fly ball ratio is 50%. So one out of two fly balls he hit I know is he going go, out of the park. I know he goes against my normal. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I watched a few of his games, and I'm impressed. It's not like he's walking at a 5% clip. He's walking at over 10. Yeah. His strikeouts aren't 30%. I mean, it's 22. He's going to be he's going to be a high strikeout. He's obviously not going to put up the numbers he does now. Be one of the greatest seasons ever. Yeah. But I could see it continue. You know, his BABIP is 417. I get it. Yeah. But his average is 405. They always say if the differentiation between the two, if it's really, really different, Right. Lopsided one way. Yep. Then you tend to be a little more... Cautious. Yeah, cautious. Yep. Exactly. I hear you. But I don't know. But I, the, he's a guy that I, I'm... His Wava's 604. So let me tell you. What if there's a guy sitting there who's a Chris Davis owner struggling or whatever. Chris Davis or... Let, Chris let, Davis. No, let's do Miguel Cabrera. Chris Davis from Baltimore. Yeah, let's do Miguel Cabrera. Struggling. He's on the DL right now. Are you... Would you sell Eric Thames for a, a Miguel Cabrera? Yes. Okay. I was hoping you'd say yes, but I mean that's maybe a little of a stretch. I don't know if anyone's gonna produce that type of trade, but I mean it's just the type of things I look at. That's know? a thinker. It is. I mean, we talked. About I mean, that him could blow up in your face. Him being injury, his injuries maybe starting to stack up, but uh, I'm gonna. That- that's where we're at with Eric Thames. That's he's a tough one. He's playing so well that you you almost hate to lose this the stuff he's bringing to the table. But do you ride the high? Do you ride the high or do now? You if you look at someone like Nomar Mazzara, okay, he's also playing very well. He's got four home runs. He's got twelve RBIs, or whatever. He's got twelve runs, sixteen RBIs, doing well. Okay, hitting three fifty two. On-base percentage is about 400. He slugs over six. Great year so far. All right? Uh, speaking of which, Miguel Cabrera just hit a 451-foot home run. See? There so, we go. good call there. There we are. Um, but he walks at a 5% clip. So, that that's a guy that I'd be a little more hesitant about. Now, the benefit for him is he plays in Texas. Ball flies out of Texas. Yep. Um. The short field, right field porch. The lineup seems to just generate some hitters. He's probably got a fair amount of hitters in front of him. Strikes out at around a 15% clip, which I'm pretty good. Um, so that that would be a guy that, it, but his BABIP's at 366. So he's going to fall a little bit. His average is 352. So he has a, a lower batting average than Eric Thames does. And... Slugs probably half the numbers. And what do you think? Who would you? So if somebody offered you no more Mazzara for Eric Thames, would you make the trade? That's a that's a. They're really, both outfield. That's a really good trade. Um, I'm I'm keeping Mazzara. Um, yeah, I mean, is team, it a toss up? It's close. You would take either one. No, I would take Mazzara. All right. What if what if just, somebody offered you? Just based on another team, Ryan Braun. Team factor, Ryan. I'm taking Ryan Braun I'm all t- day long. Yeah, I'm taking Ryan Braun too. Um, Thames is just in a weird spot right now because he is doing so well, but his track record is telling me he's not going to do that at a, like 
continue that at all and maybe significantly less. Um, another good uh, um, sell high right now would be Chris Davis. Got a huge name. Baltimore. Playing well, but he's got a 455 BABIB. He's hitting over 300. He's not going to do that all year. Some Something more interesting, though, would be his exit velocity, which is something that is it we, down? we like to look at. 2015, he had a 92.2 mile per hour exit velocity, which is on the upper end of the major league hitters. Um, 2016, 92 even, so pretty much flat. 2017, he's down to an 87 per, 87 exit velocity miles per hour. Maybe he's just not making hard ball contact right now. Maybe it's but cold. He's hitting over 300 and has a 455 Babbitt, so he's not hitting the ball. He's getting ball. lucky. You're not getting that lucky. He's hit. I think he's hitting the ball. How many home runs he got? You got three. Um, I don't have his. Let's okay. See. I don't have his full stats up here. Just he is. Let's see. I stumped him, folks. I do that. It's it's technology is too slow. Let's see. 2017. He is hitting 317. Four RBIs and three home runs. So let's I'll see. take it. Do you like him? I'm selling him. The, I'm buying him. You buy, I sell. That's fine. We disagree. Yeah, I'm. I've for one, I'm not a huge Chris Davis fan. We're, there it but, is. There is the point in the nutshell. No. I'm writing him down, folks. Write it down. We are going Chris to Davis. just react to Chris Davis's numbers throughout the year periodically and revisit them as he goes on another 35. Home run, 90 I, RBI, night. Maybe I don't know how many runs he averages per year, but uh, sell high guy. Here it is. Ready? Sell high of the year, Miguel Sano. I am so sick of people talking about how good Miguel Sano is. I know you're. You don't like. He is a hundred percent hard contact rate. He's not Babe Ruth. He's not Barry Bonds. He's Miguel Sano. He strikes out way too much. Plays in a gigantic ballpark. Yes, the Twins are playing good. I get it. Yeah. But has no one... What are we? 15 games in the season? We're not even 10, 10% through. Give me a break. Yeah, if you're telling me... What if someone offered you like a Chris Davis, Miguel Sano, you would you would do that? I would take Chris Davis in five seconds. No questions asked. From the, from the 80s, Chris Davis. I would take you to Chris Davis. I would take you to one. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I. That's just me. I mean, I'm just I. I don't like Sano, guys that strike yeah. out that high of a rate. I really don't. And if you look at the rest of the team, the Twinkies aren't putting up. They're okay. Players. They're doing they're good. They're playing well, but. Uh, that this they were zero and nine last year. They were zero and nine for a reason. Okay, you can you can get on a hot streak. It just happened at the beginning of the year. That's it. I bet you the I mean the Blue Jays are playing terrible, but they're not a two and ten baseball team. No, no, they're not. I agree. What about your buddy Ivan uh, Nova for the? Why is he my buddy? Because he's uh, an ex Yankee. You know, you guys aren't like friends. You don't hang out. You don't hang out with all the Yanks. Don't start. Go up there and hang out with George. George yeah. Steinbrenner. He's dead. <laughs> what? The? What is wrong with you? I'm just messing with you. Now we know how 
he really feels in life. <laughs> um, no, I hang out with Hank. Okay, get it together. All right, there you go. Me and Hanky. But yeah, Vondova. I mean, he's killing it for the Pirates. I know you talked a little bit about it. You know, last I lo- week. Um, he's gonna continue. Put up a, an even more impressive start as last one out. But told you. Um, I'm still gonna sell him. If I can. That's s- fine. Here, you're gonna sell him all the way to the uh the All Star game. No. No, he he's not making an All Star game. If you'd like to bet about it, we can. No, I don't want to bet about that. <laughs> I'm not that high on <laughs> Nova, but yeah, he's I, definitely he's he fits the ballpark, he fits the team, fits everything. It's well like about the Pirates, absolutely. He's a you know, he just fits well. He's got he's got ground ball stuff for a team that plays good defense, plays sound defense rather. Mm-hmm. He. I mean, who has he pitched against? He's pitched against St. Louis, who's playing like crap, but and he lost. Okay, pitched against Cincinnati and also lost. Which are all right. I'm not taking the losses into account. Pitched against Atlanta, who's playing good. Gave up six hits over six innings. Um, yeah, he's. But there, there's a product of somebody who you should sell. Yes, absolutely. Like, yes. His. His name's just popping around as someone that's doing well. So, in other people's minds, that's a trigger, and you might be able to get one over on some people. I that would be a guy that I would I'm sell. Not yeah, I mean, I like his nine point, his point nine five whip, but you're right. You're two absolutely point, right. Two point two five ERA won't continue, unfortunately. I'm no, selling. he's got a. He, I mean, he's doing okay. He's given up a thirty percent. On hard contact, which I'm not thrilled about as far as a pitcher goes. Zex Phipps had a 3.6. The thing he does have going for him is the ballpark, pretty much. And he's a sinker ball pitcher. Yeah. So, I just he'll, he'll have a decent year. He's a number three. He's a, in your fantasy roster, I would not. If you're banking on him having a good year, I'd get rid of him. Yes. For someone that has a career four point. He's a he's ERA. a career three pitcher for number four. His his career ERA sits over four, so he's not gonna cut set that the world half on fire and run out of two ERA. But he may run out of three five. Yeah, he could lower it a little, and and that would be a good jump for him. So if you're banking on his two point two five ERA for the rest of the season, you better sell him. Yeah, that was a good one. I thought you'd like that. Maybe, maybe go back to the Yankers. Yeah, so he can give up bombs again. Sure. Yep. yep. That's hey, that's your park. A guy that the Yankee. Well, the Yankees are trotting out some decent pitching. They are. You ever seen my man Marshall? I haven't. I've heard you talk about him. Lefty pitched phenomenal last week. You know, I can't remember his first name. If you can believe it. I can. However, he is a good pitcher, and he's on the Yankees, and. Somebody should take advantage because he's only made one start. Or, like, I mean, it's his first year. He's very f- fresh off. T- so you're saying it's not a fluke? His name, he's not even in my list, but I would pick him up mm. is what I'm telling you. He's going to be around, and he's going to be around a while, folks. All I had to do was watch him pitch twice, and I can tell you he's got what it takes to continue to do well. Would you be talking about Brett Marshall? Is that his name? Is that his first name? 
So he plays for the New York Yankees. Well, that would be him. It's Sorry, it's only my my website didn't update him um, as a Yankee yet. Brett Marshall. He's he's been around actually. He's twenty seven years old. Right, well, I, what, uh, I watched him pitch. Wonder what his deal is. Keep it going, okay? Yeah, I mean, here's a guy that I was completely wrong about, my friend. I don't say this much. Probably should say it more. James Paxton. Told you. I told you James Paxton is. He was right. He's good. He was right, folks. Um, Yeah, he. I mean, he's put up solid numbers. What is he? He's a front-of-the-rotation starter. Last start against Texas, eight innings. So, I always have to preface my statements with saying it was a home game. He's pitching well in the beginning. I'm still a little iffy. Okay. Okay. But he's got 22 strikeouts and a .57 whip. And very, very limited walks. I don't know exactly. He's got three walks in 21 innings. Yeah, that's someone that you took in the teens and... No iron runs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not going to continue that, obviously. I'm not saying he's a he's got world beater, but I wouldn't be selling no, James Paxton. No, I would be buying James Paxton if he's viable. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't sell an all-star. No, uh, good but, luck. Good luck buying him because anyone that drafted you know, him in the seventeenth, but a lot of people don't. Round, I'm not getting rid of someone I drafted in the seventeenth round that's producing like that. That's gonna be a hard buy, unless there's someone that really just doesn't buy into what he's doing and is looking to sell him. But they're gonna be looking for a big return because of what he's doing right now. He's gonna. Be, I just see it's so early into the year, right? He could. People, oh, I don't it. know, dude. I'm not. Uh, I'm not drinking your Kool Aid. Um, cherry. Chris Archer. Here we go. On his way to Cy Young, baby. Two and zero. Twenty innings pitched. Pitching phenomenally. His his left on base ratios are down. His ground ball percentages are back down. CRA's at a two point two one. His walks are somewhat down. His walks were probably over four last year. That was his biggest issue. And yeah. I mean Chris. He's an, his he's an walks ace. killed him last year. That was that's sure. that's all he had to do is not walk as many people. That's a lot of the issue for a lot of pitchers. I mean, really, what is it? Every what is it? First, the if you walk the first hitter, it's like a thirty-five percent chance yep. that they're going to score. score. Yep. Walking the uh, leadoff batter is, as you like to say, a cardinal sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's, Noah Syndergaard's off to a bad year. That's a joke. I was gonna say. I, I hope you're. It kidding. doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Um, I thought about modern this. day Roger Clemens. Yeah, I thought about this. If I had to start a team right now, I pro I wouldn't probably wouldn't start with a pitcher. But if I absolutely had to start with a pitcher, like, I don't think I could choose anyone other than Noah Syndergaard. And we play with these like statistical numbers, like oh, is he a little lucky? Is he a little unlucky? No. He's not lucky at all. This is what his numbers are. Okay, ready? Because his BABIP's a 302. Do you know what they say is your consistent average as a BABIP? is 300. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard. Averages 10 strikeouts, 0 walks, 0 home runs. BABIP 301. Left on base 75%, which is pretty damn good. Walks 57. I mean, if we're, we're really nitpicking, right. I'd like it he to be... Walk. A little bit lower. No, his ground ball percentage is 57%. Okay. I'd like his ground ball percentage to be 65% plus. Ideally, 
but it's better than some of the other guys. Look at all right, James James Paxton. His ground ball percentage is thirty seven percent. That's why James Paxton is not as good as you say. He's right not. there. Okay. In the books. As good as I say as Mark it down, folks. But also at the same token, Chris Sale has identical numbers, a little higher strikeouts, and a little higher walks as James Paxton. Is he a modern day Chris is he um Yeah Chris Sale? He has a lot of Chris Sale like quality qualities. Um He has Babbitt's one sixty three. I'm gonna go back first, so I'm not He's getting comparing lucky, dude. James Paxton to um Thor over there. Obviously, um, I'm taking Syndergaard every day of the week and twice on Sundays, but I Paxton's still a front of the rotation starter in a big ballpark like you like to say a lot. On. It, it's, it's a big ballpark. It matters. It does, and it's a fly ball pitcher in a big ballpark. That doesn't bode well for him. It helps. Yeah. So you don't think maybe that's a strategy? For who? The Mariners? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. That's so, fine. Yeah, that's why I'm comparing him to who? whoever I'd like to compare him to. Whoever gives up a lot of fly balls in a big ballpark? Yep. And is a front of the rotation starter that has hardly given up any runs. <laughs> that's fine. As you draft in the second half of the draft. Um... Who else is lighting my fire up? Gregory. So, Clayton Kershaw. What do you think Clayton Kershaw so far this year? Do you think he's going to fall off a little bit? I mean, he's still doing good. No. I. Who would believe this? He's not doing James Paxton good. See? No. I, I'm a firm believer in Clayton Kershaw. Thank you. But I would never, ever draft him where he gets drafted. I don't draft pitchers in the first round for – there's too many. There's just too many. So if you draft, would you draft? Would you draft Noah Syndergaard in the first round? No, I wouldn't. Most definitely not. Nope, I wouldn't. Hey, at least he is. Conviction. Clayton Kershaw. If you're drafting him at fifth, sixth, fourth, fifth, sixth overall, I'm. I have a sneaking suspicion that your team. I don't want to say it's not going to do well because you could have killed the rest of the draft, but. You're going to look back at the end of the year and be like, man, this guy went after I picked Kershaw, and I probably would have rather and had him. And had almost just as good of a year kind of thing? Is that where you're going with that? No, better. Like a, a hitter, like someone that plays every day. If you drafted Clayton Kershaw before Mookie Betts, I'm saying by the end of the year, you're going to wish you had Mookie Betts or Nolan Arenado, that type of situation. Um, yeah, I can agree and with that. And maybe not Clayton Kershaw of a couple years ago when he was – Unhittable, but it, he can't produce. He's not going to stay unhittable forever. And we see that he's slowly falling back to the realms of human. Mm-hmm. So I just personally like someone that's going to play every day instead of once every five days when there's so many pitchers out there. That's my. I'm with you. There, I mean, there's way too many pitchers. There's people that you can add, and there's guys that come up right. every week. Yep. That will kind of keep you posted on that it's like, oh, where'd he come from? He came out of nowhere. So, And even, like, comparing to, like, fantasy football, you can almost stream pitchers towards the end of the year. Um, pick matchups, this and that, just like you do defenses. Stream versus a good 
bad offensive team, you pick their defense, you know. So that's the type of thing that I like you can do with pitchers down the towards the end of the road. Uh, batters, I just like the – I'm usually going to stick with the position player in my first round. Um, Got issues? I mean, I'm good with that. So, um, I mean, as the year – this is – as far as far as like the beginning of the year, I feel like that we are going to continue to get a little more analytical as far as our analysis. Um, where do you think we're going to look at a little more into next week? Um, I think a buy low, sell high is something that we're going to continue to do. I think that's something that people need to know. So that's really where I like to always have a buy low, sell high type of deal. You know, waiver wires, injuries, but yeah, like you said, really starting to as stats build up, and we're not looking at a five-game sample size. You can really actually start to look into the players itself and kind of getting some trends and some real data together. Exactly. More, it's just like you're shooting out of the side of your hip. This is what I think. If Um, if I mean, between me and you, I think I would go off last year's numbers more than I would go off. Right. it's the middle as of April. Right, as of right now, yeah. If you look, I think last year's numbers could still be a better indicator of the player than. Oh, most definitely. So Even far. managers, they say every. Yeah. What do you need a hundred at bats to really like actually get some right. bit of your footing underneath of you? Yeah. So. Especially nowadays, they 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 seem to care less and less about the spring training and making sure they're healthy because it's such a long season. Yeah. So I I feel like a lot of the as we get into it, it'll it'll get a little more in depth as far as. These are my, my concrete decisions as far as players to hold, stay, move. Um, and and sabermetrics and deep analysis is very skewed when you have small sample size. So it would be do no one any any good any justice to yeah, right. talk about things that have no bearing. Well, I mean, if unless you have anything to say other than that, Greg, I think we're we're pretty much wrapping up for the week. You got anything good? That's about to it. Say to the folks, guys, check out the check out our um, buy lows. Um, you know, you can reach us on on Twitter and um, iTunes is where we'll be uploading our shows. Also on Blog Talk Radio. You know, we should probably have announced that again earlier this show because we this is only yeah. be the second episode on the on Blog Talk Radio. But hey, it makes everybody listen to the whole show. Yeah, hopefully you've listened to the end. But um, iTunes is probably where the majority of you guys will listen to, and yeah. those have, that have listened to us prior, um, you SoundCloud. can you can hear us on. You can get our updates on Twitter. Feel free to ask us questions. Um, we're open to answering those questions, uh, and you can check our updates. And we're going to update every periodically. So. Um, we can provide any of that analysis for you. Yep. Um, otherwise, uh, we're off till next week. Till next Tuesday, guys. Take care. Have a good week.